Um, not, yeah, that's right. We, uh, we have been talking for the last few weeks about fear and anxiety and worry, and, and, and I've said a few times that, that God gives us 365 verses, actually over 365 verses of Scripture in His Word about fear and anxiety and worry and, and what we're feeling right now. And so, clearly God knows we're going to feel this. Clearly, what we're going through right now, God knew was going to happen, and He is there with us through it. And, and that's really where we're going today. Um, we, we saw last week from, from John chapter 14 that there's a word that kind of sums up how we're feeling right now, troubled. Jesus said, don't let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. And trouble means anxious, concerned, bothered, worried, disturbed, distressed, uneasy, upset. And so it's a great word to sum up how we feel right now. And so we're going to continue to talk about that today. You know, uh, I think adding to all of the stress of coronavirus and reopening the country and reopening this and all of that, we have an election this year, which just adds to the stress. <laughs> it just adds to the mess of that, that this country is in right now. And, and, and so I think, I think troubled is a good description of how we feel. We're troubled because we're in troubling times. And so, again, we're going to talk about that this morning. We're going to be in Psalm 46 this morning. If you want to turn there in your Bibles, Psalm 46. Now, you may know Psalm 46, at least one verse of it. Verse 10 of Psalm 46 says, Be still and know that I am God. Now, interestingly, it's, it's translated different ways. It, some places... Some places it's be still. Other places it's cease striving. In the, in the Christian Standard Bible that I'm, I'm reading from, it says stop fighting and know that I am God. I like that description because in troubling times, what do we do? We fight. We fight against the trouble. We fight against ourselves asking God for help. We fight against God's response to our trouble. We fight. And so I like that. I like that, that it says, stop fighting and know that I am God. So we're going to read the whole psalm, but we're going to focus in really on, the, on verse 1 of Psalm 46. So reading Psalm 46, verse 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, a helper who is always found in times of trouble. Therefore, we will not be afraid, though the earth trembles and the mountains topple into the depths of the seas, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with its turmoil. There's a river, its streams delight the city of God, the holy dwelling place of the Most High. God is within her. She will not be toppled. God will help her when the morning dawns. Nations rage, kingdoms topple. The earth melts when he lifts his voice. The Lord of armies is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Come, see the works of the Lord, who brings devastation on the earth. He makes war cease through the earth. He shatters, shatters bows and cuts spears to pieces. He sets wagons ablaze. Stop fighting 
And know that I am God, exalted among the nations, exalted on earth. The Lord of armies is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. So let's talk first about the context of this verse or this passage. This is written, if you look, it says, For the choir director, a song of, a song of the sons of Korah. So who are the sons of Korah? Well, if you've, if you've come to church here at all much, you know that I like the Exodus event. Yeah, really. And, and during the Exodus, in Numbers 16, actually, you can read the story, we see the story of Korah. Korah is the leader, he's a Levite, and he's the leader of a rebellion against Moses. Korah stands up and says, we don't want Moses and Aaron to be our boss anymore. And so he gathers 250 men with him, and they rebel against Moses. And so in number 16, you see what, how God responds to this. God responds by opening up the earth and swallowing up Korah and the 250 men that rebelled with him. Opening up the earth and swallowing them. So when we read the sons of Korah, and, and actually verse 11 of, of number 16 says that the sons of Korah were not swallowed up. So Korah's name was not wiped out. His, his sons continued. And we don't know exactly how many generations there are between Korah and this psalm being written. It could be two, it could be three. You know, uh, uh, they call Jesus the son of David, even though there are several generations between there. So we don't know that time frame. What we do know, though, is from the sons of Korah, we know that you can overcome whatever happened in your family before. It doesn't matter who your father was or your grandfather was. It doesn't matter what happened in your ancestry. What matters is your heart. Because the sons of Korah were, were, were descendants of the guy who rebelled against Moses rebelled against God, swallowed up by the earth, and then they become worship leaders. That you can still be who God intends you to be no matter what your ancestry is. And I think we see that with the sons of Korah. So we, we can also see that, that, uh, that if you have a, a, a talent, if you have a, a, the sons of Korah were singers, clearly it says that, and so there's 11 psalms written by the sons of Korah. They, they were singers. They led worship. So if you have a talent, use it in the service of God in his church. That's, that's what they did. Even though they had to overcome their, their ancestry, we, we see them using their talent, using the gift that they've been given. And, and I also think we, we need to realize that when they write about God being a refuge and strength and help in time of need. They, they write this not from a theoretical standpoint. They write it from practical experience with God. They had to overcome a lot to be, to be worship leaders in the church. And so this isn't a, a theoretical discussion for them. They are writing from experience. They have experienced God and, and experienced his refuge, his strength, and his help. So what does this say, tell us about God? Well, it, it says, first off, God's our refuge. 
Now, refuge, the, the Hebrew word is used exactly like the English word is, a safe place, a shelter, uh, a shelter in a storm, a safe haven, a sanctuary. God stands between us and trouble. Whatever trouble is out there, God stands between us and that trouble. Is there, is there a time, is there a distress, a worry that's too big for God? No. Is there a storm so big, so strong, that God can't be your refuge in it? No. God is our refuge. And then it says God is our strength. And, and, and that, that word strength, it's power, it's might. And it's used not just in a physical sense. It's used in a spiritual sense. It's used in an emotional sense. It's used in a political sense. So whatever kind of strength you need, God provides. God is our refuge, our safe place, and he is our strength. Whatever strength we need, whatever might or boldness or power we need. And then it says God is our helper. He cares for you and I. And it's kind of amazing to think about that the God that, that as Angie pointed out earlier, created everything we see, everything we know, he cares for you. He desires to be your shelter, your safe place, your safe haven, and your might, your power, your strength. And it tells us here that God is always present, is always present. So you see, maybe we need to start looking at trouble as an invitation to be in, the, in a direct contact with God. Maybe instead of looking at trouble as, as something that, that just, just seems to overwhelm us, maybe we need to understand trouble as an invitation to be in direct contact with God because that's what's promised here. He promises his presence in the midst of our trouble. So what does this say about us? You are the target, focus, and purpose of God's protection, strength, and care. He loves you, and he shows you his love by his arms around you in times of trouble. And it says that you're not alone in trouble. I pointed this out before, but I want to reiterate. If there's over 365 verses in the Bible that deal with fear and anxiety and stress and, 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 and worry and trouble, then clearly God knows you're going to have it. And so clearly he wants to be a part of that trouble. He wants to be with you in it. And if you look around right now, there are people here, his church, there are people here that have been through what you're going through. That, and so these people here can be the voice of God in your, in your ear. God intends for us to be together. God is always present with us, and you are not alone in your trouble. So what must we do? We must take our trouble to God. We've got to stop fighting. We, trouble comes, and we fight the trouble. And then we fight ourselves and our response to the trouble. And then we fight God and his response to the trouble. We need to trust God. We need to stop fighting and be still and let God be God. 
He is waiting to give you the strength you need. He's waiting to shelter you. He's waiting to help you. Always present and ready when you come to him. We must trust God in the midst of the trouble, in the midst of the storm. Look at verses 2 and 3 there. It, it talks about mountains falling into the sea, and, and, and uh, it talks about the world coming apart. Is that what it feels like for you right now? The world's coming apart? If it does, God's waiting to be your safe place, your strength, and your help. He's, it, it's, a, it's an invitation to be in direct connection with God, the trouble that you feel right now. So let's look at this phrase by phrase. God is our refuge and our strength. We talked about refuge being a safe haven, a, a safe place, and strength being might or, or boldness or power and, and all kinds of different strength and power, uh, physical, emotional, spiritual, social, political. God will give you everything you need to weather the storm, everything you need. Now, I, I, would, I would hasten to point out here that there's no promise here that the storm is going to pass over you. There's no promise here that says that, that the storm is only going to hit the ungodly, those that don't know God. It's not going to hit you. No, it says that God's going to be your shelter in it. It says, in fact, this, the, the message of this entire psalm is that Trouble comes, but God is your refuge during trouble. He is your strength during trouble. He is your help during trouble. And, and I want to say again, verse, verse 10, be still, cease striving, stop fighting, and trust God during the storm. Trust God in the trouble. Let God be God a helper who is always found in times of trouble. God not only promises that he will be your refuge and your strength, he promises his very presence, his help. Picture in your mind God's arms around you because that's what this is. That's sheltering you. That's giving you his strength. That's giving you his help. Picture God's arms around you. That's what's being promised here. Uh, I can't point this out enough. This is an invitation to be, in, to be in a direct connected to God. Directly connected to God. Say yes to the invitation. In times of trouble, lean in and let the arms of God give you refuge, give you strength, give you help. The Hebrew word tr for trouble, that's, that's translated trouble here, it's also translated throughout the Bible, distress, affliction, adversity, anguish, tribulation. So what it does is it describes the situation that causes us to be troubled. So in other words, times of trouble, distress, affliction, adversity, anguish, tribulation, make us feel troubled, anxious, concerned, bothered, worried, disturbed, distressed, uneasy, upset. Times of trouble cause us to feel trouble. And our God is waiting with open arms to be your refuge, your safe haven, your safe place, your shelter in the storm, your strength, your power, your might, your helper through the trouble.
So what, what is the comfort and challenge of this verse? The comfort is that we have the very presence of God to help us in times like these. All we need do is lean in. All we need do is ask. We simply need to say, God, you be God. Give me shelter. Give me strength. Give me help. Stop fighting and let God be God. The challenge here is to stop fighting. It's being still. It's, it's, it's trusting the sovereignty of God over the sovereignty you have over your own life. I, I, I keep pointing this out, that all this worry and stress and anxiety, what, it's all because these times like this, they challenge the sovereignty we have over our lives. And if we learn nothing from all of this, we learn that we're not actually in charge. You're not actually keeping the world spinning. God is. God's in charge. He's sovereign. So be still and let God be God. We have the, the, we, we have the incredible promise of the presence of God when we need it the most. In times of trouble, when we feel troubled, we have the very presence of God promised if we will just ask. Now, in order to have the presence of God, you must know God. And as we saw last week from John 14, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So in order to know God and in order to, to know the presence of God, you must know Jesus. Do you know Jesus this morning? I'm going to ask that you bow your heads for a moment and just pray along with me. If you don't know Jesus, you can this morning. You can right now. It's as simple as, a, as this simple prayer that says, God, I know I have sin in my life. I've done things wrong. I've said things wrong. I've thought things wrong. And I know the Bible calls that sin. I've trusted my own sovereignty and not yours. But I believe, I trust that Jesus died on the cross to save me. And so I'm going to ask you to come into my life. I'm going to ask you to forgive me because of Jesus' finished work on the cross and come into my life Empower me. Give me refuge. Give me strength. Give me your help in this time of trouble. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to let somebody know. Let someone know after the service. Message us on Facebook, however you choose. Maybe this morning you know Christ, but you've been relying on your own strength through these times, through this, these perilous times that we live in. Will you take a moment right now and just lean into God? Just lean into his presence. Lean into his refuge, his safe place, his sanctuary. Lean into his strength, his might, his power. Lean into his help, his presence. Father, we thank you that you give us this promise, this promise of your presence, your power, your shelter in times of trouble. These are 
times of trouble for us. And so we lean into your sovereignty. We lean into your grace. And we thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen.